Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone, and welcome to our first episode of 2023, where we're discussing about how to keep yourself and your employees motivated and feeling appreciated. Because it's not just a ping pong table that's going to help them feel that. HR Trends for 2023 say that organizations will need to focus more on the employee's well-being. And in this episode, we're discussing the importance of how to win this retention game through this idea of renewal. How can we make people feel more resilient against burnout? It means the importance of quality short breaks that moves us to a better flow and to be aware of that and how it affects the quality of our work. And we've all been moving on top of that between a hybrid or a remote environment or the office. We start to run out of mental energy. We stop making rational decisions. We start to feel stressed. So for 2023, it's important to prioritize renewal. How do you lead that? What does that look and sound like? Well, we got the right guest to discuss this with us today. It's Kerry O'Brien, Senior Talent Development PM at Exonify. And we're discussing how to put the renewal into our work and why this impacts the retention and productivity of the people in your organization. And our guest, Kerry O'Brien, is a 14-year veteran of talent development, primarily growing and scaling teams in the tech sector. This experience, combined with his master's degree in leadership, has led to a leadership practice that centers on self-care, curiosity, and goal achievement. And a 2022 study by the McKinsey Health Institute has highlighted how the impact of the pandemic has seen burnout levels reach an all-time high, with one in four employees experiencing symptoms of burnout. So this is a great episode to discuss how to start 2023, how to win the retention game through renewal. As always, if you have a question or comment about this episode or any other episode, do send us an email at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And do check out greatcanadiantraining.ca for our free resources on software and soft skills with webinar blogs and tools. Now, let's meet Carrie O'Brien on winning the retention game through renewal. We are here at the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast with Carrie O'Brien. Carrie, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Hey, How are you Joel, happy today? to do it. Oh, I'm great. doing great. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so this is a really interesting topic. We haven't talked about this yet on the podcast. Winning the retention game through renewal. It's a tongue twister. So I want to get it right. <laughs> Tell us... Tell us a bit about this. Uh, this is what our focus is going to be, and this is so important because we're all talking about this quiet quitting and what's going on and the culture of organizations. What does this mean, renewal and winning the retention game? Sure. Uh, and I'll I'll start with a stat, which you're okay. supposed to do, because uh, <laughs> I, I think it's important to contextualize this concept in the real world, which is uh, Forbes tell us somewhere between 20 and 50% of all employee attrition is related to burnout. So the thinking is that if we can make folks more resilient against burnout or make our organizations uh, more resistant to burnout, then we have a better chance of retaining folks, which in this talent market is is super important. I don't know one talent professional in, in my network who isn't concerned about winning the retention game right now. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, how do we make people more uh, resilient to burnout or against burnout? But it's the idea that if we uh, normalize taking renewal times, short bursts of renewal throughout our day, uh, we are more resistant to burnout. So when we are outputting mental energy at a really high clip, a lot of people call that flow. 
I, I call it performance. A lot of people call it flow. Okay. And we have been conditioned to think like, okay, well, we're putting out energy. I'm in flow. I'm just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and put out energy until I can't do it anymore. And I'm going to achieve a lot. Eventually, as we're putting out that mental energy, we hit a, a point of diminishing returns. And suddenly the energy that had been like really positive, really fruitful becomes very negative. And because we're sort of starting to spend out of a deficit, we don't have the energy that we're trying to spend right now. Uh, our decision-making degrades. We stop making decisions with our rational brain. We start making decisions with our amygdala. And what happens is eventually we run out of mental energy and we burn out on a micro scale, which is a, a low output of negative mental energy. The idea behind renewal is if instead of just like flow, 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 performance, performance, performance mm -hmm. until we can't do it anymore, if we would just stop, say for every 60 to 90 minutes of flow, if we can take 15 minutes of renewal time, a positive low output of, of mental energy, then we can actually enter into a virtuous cycle where we never need get into that like that negative zone, either high output or low output. We're just like flow, 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 renew, 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 flow, 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 renew, renew, renew. And when I talk about renewal periods, you know, I'm not talking about anything that's that's too out there. I mean, yes, a two week spa vacation would be nice, <laughs> but but realistically, like taking 15 minutes to walk the dog, to play a musical instrument, just whatever it is can be can be the key to being able to maintain that flow state you you know you're giving some examples of the 15 minutes mm -hmm. what i'm what i'm not hearing is like 15 minutes going to social media as an example <laughs> do you find that renewing well but that the reason i bring that up is that that's what most people do it's handy it's convenient um so tell us a little bit maybe about what what the effect of that is sure well it really is about involving your your brain in a low output of positive energy. Mm -hmm. I have come around to the idea recently that I cannot read the news all the time. I just mm -hmm. can't. So if I take, you know, whatever break time I have, if, you know, I go on my lunch or I grab a snack or whatever, and I flip on the news, yeah. I get anxious. Right. That is that I might be low out, like low output, but that is not positive energy. And so what we're really looking to do, it's almost like it's almost like think of it like your checking account, mm -hmm. right? When you're in performance, when you're in flow, you're spending money out of your checking account. Renewal time needs to be putting money back into like I need to be gaining, gaining, gaining energy so that I can go back into flow. Looking at the news doesn't do that for me. Right. Looking at social media. I've had people fight me on this before and they say, mm -hmm. oh yeah, like it's good for me to see what's happening. It's mm -hmm. good to look at my friend's pets and, and you know, more, if, <laughs> right. if you can look at yourself honestly and say like, yes, that is like, that is giving me energy. Mm -hmm. I have found for me personally that my social media use is neutral to negative in terms mm -hmm. of the mental energy it gives me. So I don't, I don't count that as part of my renewal time. Um, research has also shown that like, the more disconnected you are from the things that are around you, like even taking walks, urban walks mm -hmm. versus like nature walks, nature walks tend to be much more renewing. Not to say urban walks aren't renewing. I do urban walks and they're renewing for me, but right. nature walks are much more renewing. So the further distance you can put between like that level of, of, you know, device connectedness in yourself, mm -hmm. the more renewing it tends to be. 
I, I like that you're bringing up about walk the the nature walk because I'll go for a run. Uh, I live in the city mm -hmm. and I'll go for a run and I put the music in to keep me to keep me motivated. Yeah. As soon as I hit the the part of the run where it's just the ravine, that's maybe I guess what I'm realizing now is that's probably become the renewal part because I stopped playing the music and mm -hmm. I literally can smell the forest. Isn't that interesting too that you're like I take the music out so I can smell the forest. So, Carrie, as, as we go, let's let's bring this into the workforce because what I'm hearing mm -hmm. is the idea of renewal is very much focused on the quality that we're we're going to do versus maybe the quantity. So, if we're in constant constant flow state, we're constantly producing, 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 but it it, it can affect. You said we get into low output, it it affects our quality of our work. So now going into this world of uh, where we're. Uh, post-COVID or during post-COVID, uh, we're, we're in a remote environment. Um, yeah. It sounds like renewal is probably really important, especially as we go towards quality versus quantity. Well, yeah. Renewal, I think, has always been important. I think part of the problem, Joel, is that in the past, like in the, in the office world, like we're in the post-office world now, in the office world, uh, we both leaders and, and con individual contributors used quantity as the benchmark so as long as i look like i'm busy mm -hmm. as long as i'm like at my desk from 8 30 to 4 30 or 8 30 to 5 or 8 30 to 7 whatever it is right. Right. i will be secure and i will be seen as a a positive um you know influence on the on the office now that's not to say renewal wasn't important back then it certainly was but you could skate on quality a little bit because like the most obvious thing you could bring to the office was quantity now mm -hmm leaders are in a tough place because it's like i can't i can't know what my people are doing so i don't right. know what the quantity of work they're doing is so all they have is quality and so it's it's like renewal does become a little bit more important because if i need to turn out quality work all the time if i can't skate on on just like hey i i, I showed up to the office from nine to five your your brain needs to be in a good place when you're right. doing work. And like I said before, your brain gets into a bad, bad mm. place. You make bad decisions when you're in what we call the survival zone, which is the, you know, high output of negative mental energy. Mm -hmm. It's it's just that space where it's like nothing feels easy. Everything mm. feels like you're climbing uphill. Even the results that you were getting an hour ago, you're putting out way more energy to achieve them. You're probably not making decisions. You probably don't care as much. You're, you're like attention to quality goes down. You're just like if I can just ship this thing I will be done with it and I never have to look at it again right and so you know renewal in order to be at your like peak decision making and there's other things that factor into it too like get me talking about sleep sometime mm -hmm. but renewal is just so important in, in those microbursts to be able to keep achieving flow throughout a day so in, in speaking about winning the retention game then through renewal, mm -hmm. how do leaders support this, especially when you're in the, I like this, the the post office, or, or, or I'm going to say the but the post Fred Flintstone, because I, when you're, as you're talking <laughs> about that, I was thinking about Fred waiting for that, that, that five o'clock bird. To the go, bird, Wah! yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's five o'clock. <laughs> well, do you, I, I, yeah, like, do you remember, I don't know if anybody ever gave you this advice. The advice mm -hmm. I was given when I started working in an office was never leave before the boss. 
Mm. It's terrible advice. I hate that <laughs> advice so much, but it's it's true. Like like that was how we measured it. Um, the honestly, the key for leaders is do as I. It's got to be do as I do, not do as I say. I have worked for leaders mm-hmm. who have encouraged me to like, oh yeah, like take the time you need and like do that, like do what you need to do. But they're the ones who are pinging me when they're on vacation. And they're the ones who are sending me emails at all hours of the day. And far be it from me to say, like, like part of the part of the joy of post office work is being able to work flex. I do it a fair bit where I'll like knock off at three o'clock to go get my kids from school and then Mm -hmm. put in an hour of admin at night. But you also have to not normalize that. You have to you have to find ways and and tools make this so easy right now so a leader who time like time delays their emails to only come in during business hours right. who time delays their slack pings to only come in to business hours is signaling to their employees like you will not get notified about business things for me until it's business time mm-hmm. a leader who blocks time in their calendar for like my calendar has blocks for flow time um, at Exonify, the company I work for. Our Wednesday afternoons, we block off so that nobody has internal meetings so that we can like like actually have time to create those of us that are in, in jobs where we create. Right. Um, every day, I have an hour booked off, not just for lunch, but also for refocus. And sometimes my refocus time is taking a walk. Sometimes it is like, reorganizing my Asana task list. Like it really depends on where I'm at with my renewal that day. But when you actually time block time in between meetings to gather your thoughts, to, to go into renewal, yeah. people see that, take note of it. And then you will see people doing it. Cause if you tell people to time block, but you don't do it yourself as a leader, what you're signaling to them is like, Hey, this is how I got to where I am. If you want to get to my job, right. don't do what I'm, don't do what I'm saying. Do what I'm doing. Yeah, no, it's true. You gotta you gotta be able to model it, and this goes back mm-hmm. to our old beliefs about uh, the work, working hard and and the hustle and and all that. And I'm, I'm crushing it. Um, <laughs> I like this also about setting aside. Uh, you know, one of the time management skills is FBOT, which is a focus block of time to get stuff done, as you're saying. Yep. And then now, now we can add an RBOT, which is also a renewal block of time. I uh, love that. Which is which is. Sounds like that's really vital and it should be part of a conversation with a leader in their team or with an organization that we're not going to move forward if you just uh, procrastinate around this task or move slowly on this task because you're just sitting there staring at a screen. Uh, you need to book this time where you need to take 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and we fully understand <laughs> you've taken 10 minutes to step outside or you you said, I'm going to end at three because I'm going to go pick up my kids, get some fresh air, and then I'm going to come back at four and I'm going to go four to six, let's say, if yeah. that's the case. Exactly. And I think too, like when we come, when we bring it back to the quality conversation, Joel, mm-hmm. like also being in the post office world, we are like the world is different. I, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I've only been in my career for about, you know, 13, 14 years. I can safely say the the world of today resemble does not resemble the pre-COVID world at, of work at all. And if we're going to say that quality is now like the job number one and we're in a completely different world, quality is going to be different. So we need people to be able to think outside the box to use an overused term. And we need Mm -hmm. people to be able to creative and come up with brand new solutions. Like we see this a lot in the learning world, especially when, you know, when COVID hit, 
learning organizations who were dependent on in-person learning, who did everything in person, were like, hmm, <laughs> well, I've got these eight-hour facilitator guides, and I can't get people together in person. What should I do? I know. I'll do eight-hour Zoom sessions. Right. Oh, my gosh. And that is like that is the typical kind of idea that would come out of a survival zone frame of mind where it's like, yeah. I don't have energy to sit back and think and consider this rationally. I'm just going to do what I owe it, what I've understood up to this point, And I'm just going to keep doing this synchronously. And it was the exact wrong thing to do. So if we are going to admit that one, the world is different and two, we need people to be pushing quality in a different way all the time. We need to make sure that we're giving them the space to renew so that they can stay in that positive flow mindset and be able right. to actually produce creative solutions. As we're evolving, we need to approach doing our work differently. Hundred uh, percent. This is the fu the future of the world. It, it reminds me of a, of an older story about the Lumiere brothers, who of course invented cinema. Um, you and... say, of course, like I had any chance of knowing <laughs> that. I had no idea. <laughs> they invent they, the Lumiere brothers invented cinema and mm -hmm. uh, or film and. What they did was something very different was they said they didn't call it cinema or movie. They called it moving images. So the, the story that uh, the story that you were just saying about the eight hours of of live training, let's it will do the exact same thing when we're doing it virtually. When uh, everything has changed, your attention span is different. How you're going to communicate? It's completely different. You got to you got to adapt to that. Yeah. Um, and the Lumiere brothers, for example, didn't adapt. So they actually thought what they had created was a failure because their first moving images was a tree <laughs> and what they were doing was they were doing an image a picture of a tree mm. uh with just rustling in the wind and it was like okay but this is not going to go anywhere until they realize you, you it's not moving images it's cinema's film you have to tell a story there has to be exactly uh, a, a, a hero's journey there has to be something involved and so that's what makes me think about your example here about the idea of renewal um whether we go back to the office or not, uh, but we we have evolved. We've changed the way our brain works, I think, that we're continuously multitasking, and it's important. So before we go to our failure ta-da story, uh, can you just give us some, your failure ta-da story, uh, can you just give us a couple of examples uh, of what we can do for uh, renewal or how leaders can say, here, you know, here's some examples, team, about what you could do for that renewal? Yeah, well, I like in terms of in terms of practices, I I cannot recommend time blocking enough. Mm -hmm. I I I really can't, and it's 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 just it's the most important one as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to double click on that one. Yeah. Uh, some more sort of like in the weeds ones. I never book a meeting that's more than thirty minutes. Like mm -hmm. meetings will expand to take the time that that you give them. Right. And so my meetings, I book them for 30 minutes. And then I, you know, occasionally if I if I know if I can like tell it's going to go longer, I will. But my default is always 30 minutes. And it's rare that I have a meeting go over that as long as I'm very like, you know, OK, we're here. Let's let's do the meeting so that we can we can get it done. Right. Uh, another one I would recommend. They're all coming back to calendar, but I think like the calendar is really how we control our days and mm -hmm. our days and our times is really what we're talking about when we're talking about finding time for renewal. Um, I try and keep my recurring meetings uh, to end after a quarter. And then if I forget to set them up again. Uh, I, I suppose that meeting probably wasn't doing what I needed it to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. 
because I mean, we like we we get trapped in these loops, right? And I am I'm a very polite person. I like to think anyway, and I have felt that thing where it's like, why? What are we? What are we even doing in this recurring me? I don't want to say anything because I I'm sure you're getting value of it, and then right. that person will eventually be like, well, actually, I don't know what we're doing. It's like, oh, okay, neither of us were getting value. We literally wasted fifty two hours of our of our uh of our lives this year or whatever it was mm -hmm. uh, 26 hours if they were half hour meetings and so so yeah like like keeping recurring meetings to a minimum uh that's a big one in terms of the personal practices like what i talked about it really is about finding it for you i right. i again i don't want to be too prescriptive because everybody has a different experience sure sure i would heavily heavily recommend people index away from device oriented like like connected device oriented renewal times mm -hmm. um you know the the research is pretty clear that like the less time we give our brains to disconnect from from connectedness whether it's to the news to social media whatever it is um the more anxiety we tend to feel and right. so i i would recommend that if you're if you're starting on a renewal practice where like do it with like walks stretches yoga meditation playing a musical instrument something that is that does not connect you to the internet um if I mean that has to be your journey that like oh, I'm gonna start by making sure I do a social media break mm -hmm. Okay, but I would I would really recommend moving away from that. For me, I I definitely notice a difference in the quality because I slip up sometimes too. I get really excited, sure. like especially basketball season. I get super excited, mm -hmm. and it's really hard not to be on. Like, oh, now I'm going to go on the ringer, and now I'm going on on the athletic. Now I'm going right. on. You know what I mean? And and it can be really difficult to break that. But I do notice a, a difference in quality in my renewal when I do that. E even short bursts, like the idea of just. Uh, staring, taking a break from your screen and staring 20 feet in the distance for 20 seconds yeah. as an example, just to change your focus, uh, mm -hmm. to, to break that up is just even as a quick way to, uh, to renew, to, to recharge. And, and as you're saying, it's, it really is about as we are adapting, moving forward, using the calendar, uh, and making sure that there's that communication, uh, as from the leadership, you know, do as I do, not do as I say, as an example, but also having the communication with everyone that, look, we're going to, we we all need to set, set aside some time because I want the best from you and you want the best from yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, I don't want to oversell it, Joel, but like we met, mm -hmm. I was speaking about this at a, at an event a couple of weeks ago. That's where we met. And I've actually had HR leaders like reach out to me since then and say, hey, I've actually just I literally started blocking 15 minutes in my morning. Literally, it's just 15 minutes a day, but I'm noticing a difference, not a huge yeah. difference, but I am noticing a difference. It really doesn't take much. No, but because we're we're just so conditioned to get we're so conditioned to think that we are the level like the numerical output of our work. Like, no, mm -hmm. our work is the quality of our work and we can be better quality when we take breaks and renew mm -hmm. the numerical output is approaching <laughs> let's take a commercial break here and okay. then when we come back carrie this will give you about a minute to think about your failure tada <laughs> story all right thank you we'll be right back at the great canadian training and consulting company we want to help you develop skills in a way that is purposeful and impactful if you or someone on your team wants to improve their leadership skills, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why we've developed interactive and engaging leadership packages, each consisting of multiple courses, individualized leadership coaching, and other resources. 
To support leaders at all levels, we've created four leadership packages, each specially designed to improve a leader's skills in a particular area. Lead with trust. Lead effective and collaborative teams. Lead with executive presence. And lead your presentations. Leaders will be engaged and learning from our proprietary, instructor-led training and grow as part of our community of like-minded leaders. To learn more about our leadership packages, go to greatcanadiantraining.ca or email us at info at greatcanadiantraining.ca and mention leadership package in the subject line. Okay, we're back with Carrie O'Brien and we are talking about winning the retention game through renewal. Carrie, this has been really insightful. Uh, what we always like to do at this part of our show is we like to come up with the failure ta-da, story, <laughs> which is where was there a moment in your career, in your professional life, maybe it felt like a failure at the time, uh, but really was a learning point. So it went from ta-da to aha. Do you have one for to share with us? Oh, I've got lots, <laughs> but there's, there's one I'll dig in on here. Okay. Um, so a way back when, I was uh, put in charge of like enablement for a customer success team at a tech company that we were we were in hyper growth. So it was, it was just chaos all the time. And very shortly after I got put in charge of that function, I got pulled into a room and it was like my leader and one of the leaders of one of the customer success teams. And they said, uh, Carrie, we want to do this thing and we want to call it back to basics. And we want to run like an eight week course and each week, we're going to dig in on a competency that is specific to customer success because we got, you know, some of these people are really good at dealing with customers, but they're not good at the platform. Some are good at the platform, but they're not good at difficult conversations, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm. So we want to do this thing. Now, what I would do today is I would say, that sounds great. <laughs> What's the problem we're trying to solve? Right. What I did at the time was, yes, let me <laughs> just walk out of the room, ask no questions and see what I can do about that. Yeah. And so we put together this eight week program and I got the first set of feedbacks, uh, feedback surveys back. And I had, I had, Joel, I had never gotten such negative feedback in my oh. life. Like it almost felt personal in some ways. Oh. And what I very quickly realized by week three, having committed to eight weeks, mm -hmm. um, what I realized by week three, two out of eight sessions that would be like really relevant and helpful for them. Right. And about six out of eight sessions that was an absolute waste of their time, plus pre-work, plus post-work. <laughs> so, right. so we went through this whole thing. It was like just eight weeks of misery. It was really difficult. Uh, you know, and and learned a ton. But what I learned from that mm. was question asking. Because I when I when I went back and I reflected on what went wrong, mm. I realized that I had I had taken orders without asking questions, and mm -hmm. that I was being in that in that organization, I wasn't being looked to to execute. I was being looked to as like you're the expert in learning and development. What should we right. do here? Right. They didn't frame it that way, but that that should have been what I was doing. And so I I kind of made it my practice from that time forward is to just always ask a lot of questions. Fast forward, here we are, 2022. I was chatting with one of my colleagues. And they were saying like, oh man, we were we were in a meeting the other day and everybody was doing the carry thing. <laughs> I was like, what? The carry thing? They were like, oh, they were asking lots of questions. Like they were really digging into the problem. I was like, I love that this is called the carry thing now because this is actually a competency I had to develop. So that was my failure to dot. Uh, failure being too excited to actually understand mm -hmm. the problem we were trying to solve and leverage my expertise against it. Ta-da, 
always ask questions. Yeah. And, and that was that. <laughs> what do you exactly. Think, exactly. What do you want to see solved? Exactly. Carrie, this has been great as we've talked about, and this is such a tongue twister. So I have to say it's already winning the retention game through renewal. Um, Carrie, if people have more questions, you said some of the HR leaders were reaching out to you and letting you know, mm-hmm. hey, this is really working. Uh, if anyone has any more questions or wants to connect with you, what's the best way to uh, to reach Carrie O'Brien? I'm super lo-fi these days. I don't have a cool website or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so LinkedIn is the best way. Just uh, search for Carrie O'Brien. Uh, I'm the one with the beard, which <laughs> uh, as far as the name Carrie O'Brien goes, sets me apart. And okay. uh, and yeah, I work at Exonify. So I'm super easy to find. Uh, always happy to to discuss over, over LinkedIn. Perfect. Carrie, thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. One, two, three, and now it's time for our three stars, No Trois Etoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode that you can start to put into practice. Number three, if you're a leader and you are talking about renewal, then you need to model it. So, for example, don't say, hey, you need to take some time to renew. And then you booked your calendar full or you're sending emails after work. Another example was those one hour meetings, make them 30 minute meetings and keep to that time or 15 minute meetings. Also, Kerry shared with recurring meetings that would end after a quarter. If he forgot to renew them, then it obviously wasn't worth it. Number two, time blocking, or in this episode, as we called it, the RBOT, the renewal block of time. So book some time in your calendars. You have 60 minutes maybe for lunch. Well, eat for that 20 and then maybe do a renewal exercise for the remainder of that time. And now, number one star, number one takeaway from today's episode Take a break from your device. Give your brain a break from all the stimulation. Do a stretch. Go for a walk. Play a musical instrument. Uh, I, I shared, for example, when I go running in the woods, turn off my music so I can really smell the forest, as I said. So understand that we make our best decisions when we're not staring at a screen or we are overly stimulated. And now, what is the next step? Something you can implement immediately? Well, as Carrie shared this great example, we can only laser focus or get into the state of flow or output for 60 to 90 minutes at most. Make sure to set aside some time after that for renewal and not screen stimulation. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and leave us a rating or review if you enjoyed this episode. Let's stay connected. Join us on LinkedIn at Great Canadian Training and Consulting. And if you want more free resources and our list of professional instructor-like courses from software to soft skills, then make sure to come on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. If you have any questions or comments on the show, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Email us at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. We'll see you next episode in our search for what makes a great communicator with our leadership and communication discussions and tips.